he made sense uh, when he was talking about smoking. He made sense about exercise, about what you put in your mouth. What you put in your mouth today is walking and talking tomorrow. That's what he said. (laughs) This is Crow's Feet, a place where we ponder the question, are these our golden years or does aging just suck? Well, yes, getting older is not for the faint-hearted, but aging also brings wisdom and humor, a finely tuned perspective on life. In our podcast, you'll meet writers and others rethinking our later years, people who inspire us to reimagine our future. And now, here is a man who will show you how to feel better, look better, Jack LaLanne. Good morning, happy Monday morning to you. And I'm here for one reason and one reason only, to show you how to feel better and look better so you can live longer. Please keep your dial right where it is because I want to become real good friends with you. It wasn't love at first sight when today's guest, Elaine LaLanne, met her future husband, the godfather of fitness, Jack LaLanne. But at age 97, Elaine, the author of seven books and a fitness expert herself, is keeping Jack's legacy alive. Welcome, Elaine. Well, thank you very much, Nancy. It's it's fun to be here, and you're and uh, shall we tell what uh, we had a little problem getting it started? Oh my goodness, yes, we did have a huge problem, which uh, of course is part of aging and getting no, older. It's part of aging, you know. <laughs> who cares? You know, <laughs> we always learn. We're just we're here to learn, and we never stop learning. And when you think you stop learning, forget it. So you are 97 years young and you were married to Jack for over 50 years? Yeah, 52 years. I, we went together six years before we were married and uh, been around him for all those years. And I learned a lot from him. And, you know, I would I probably wouldn't be sitting here today if I hadn't met him. I was a junk food junkie and I had candy bars for lunch. I was on a TV show in San Francisco and uh, I got this call from Oakland, California. And this guy said, oh, it was a gal. Actually, she worked for, worked for him. She ran his woman's department. And he said, I've got this guy over here who can do push-ups through your whole hour and a half show. And so he came over, did push-ups through the whole show, just met him for the first time. That was 19, probably 52. Or 50. And then he started his show on KGO in 1951. It wasn't love at first sight, from what I understand. No, I didn't even take him till Well, I had just read uh, the New York Times article on you, the profile they did. And and, uh, I guess you were smoking at that time and eating a donut and he came up to you and... I thought that was a great story. Said the only thing good about the donut was the hole in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and I would walk in with my my beer claw. And, you know. <laughs> but he said, you know, you ought to be eating apples and ma- bananas and oranges. I didn't like it. I wouldn't tell you this. I, I blew some smoke in his face. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and he brought over this guy from Oakland, California on his show. You know, our show was 436. His show was nine o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. He brought a guy over on his show. He said, I'm going to take 30 pounds off of this 30 day, uh, in 30 days. And in the 30 days, he did. And then one day, he brought some uh, pictures of hell, uh, healthy lungs, pink, and mm-hmm. black lungs. That's what happens when you smoke. And then he had holy lungs. I mean, lungs with holes in them. 
And I said, I'm 27 years old and I think I'm old. I thought I was old at 27. So I said, I don't want to be old when I'm old. And that's my answer to everything, to all your questions. Truly, you're an inspiration because, again, I understand you exercise before you even get up in the morning. Well, I can just, I can roll back the covers and then just do some jackknives. You know, I can go up and touch. I can't touch my toes, but I could touch almost my ankles, you know, and it's kind of like, it's called like jackknife before I get out of bed. And then maybe do some leg overs. There's lots of stuff you can do before you get up in the morning. (laughs) Well, I do. I do none of it. So. Can't lie on the floor anymore because I, you know, like I've got a bone on bone leg now. So I can do a lot of stuff in the, you know, flat line, you know, beds and stuff. In the 54 years that you were married to Jack, I mean, he was the father, the godfather of fitness. And you were kind of the, you know, the first lady of fitness. Well, that's what they say today. You know, that's something new. But he's bringing his philosophy on television. They're thinking it makes sense. It does make sense. He made sense uh, when he was talking about smoking. He made sense about exercise, about what you put in your mouth. What you put in your mouth today is walking and talking tomorrow. That's what he said. And he was way ahead of his time, too. Yeah, and he, he was called a crackpot and a nut for charging people to exercise in the 30s. He started in 36, 30s and 40s and 50s. That wasn't the thing to do. The people that knew about exercise, you know, they were right into it. But but the average person, they poo-pooed it, you know. And how did he, I mean, how did the two of you work through that and change that culture and that mindset? Well, through the through the television, uh, then we, we we were started in San Francisco and then on 1960 or 1959, we went to L.A. and had a show on KTTV. And, and then I would do the show up in San Francisco. And 59, we moved to L.A. permanently. And that was the first real fitness show anywhere, correct? There were fitness shows uh, locally, but this was the first nationwide fitness show. And you and Jack developed um, a lot of the first pieces of exercise equipment. As I recall, I was not there in the fifth of the thirties when he developed the leg extension machine and the squat machine. Now the Smith's machine It's now called the Smith machine and the uh, weight selector. Cause he'd say, remember this, remember this? I said, Jack, I was 10. You know? <laughs> in 1936, I was 10. So he was 11 and a half years older than I see, but we did. I was there when he developed the glamour stretcher, the, the stretchers mm-hmm. are popular today. And then I was there when uh, when we had the uh, first protein drink. And so we had the first protein drink, protein bar, and he had a Pro 60 and a Pro 70 for, for gaining weight and for losing weight. <laughs> I wish I could show you all the stuff we have. I saved everything. If it wasn't for me, I wouldn't. I, we wouldn't have all this stuff because he wasn't. He was a now guy. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow isn't here yet. So. The most important time in your life is right now. And Jack was, as I recall, and as I read in the in the book, Pride and Discipline, very outgoing, very upbeat, very positive. And that seems to have been a message that people really were ready to hear. He was so positive. You know, he would never 
if anybody said anything negative, he said, that's negative. We don't talk about that. Anything that said that was negative all his life. And he was also a great singer, which I don't think many people knew. Oh, that's right. He he wanted to be an opera singer. He said, I used to get standing ovations when I was, you know, when he, he grew up on a cheap ranch, his grandfather, you know, from four to 14. And he just, he'd go down and sing to the cows. He says, I always got a standing ovation. (laughs) And later in life, he he still continued to do all these feats of strength and endurance. You know, the 70-mile swims with chains. and He towed 70 boats with 70 people in a a mile and a half, handcuffed. His feet were shackled. His his ankles were shackled a mile and a half in Long Beach Harbor. Uh, And he swam from Alcatraz to the mainland uh, twice. When he was 41, he swam underneath the Golden Gate Bridge when he was 40. See, people thought they were over the hill when they were 40 in those days. Right. So he proved that you're you're not over the hill. So he swam underneath the Golden Gate with two tanks of air on his back. And then uh, he repeated that again when he was 61. So now when he was 41, he swam from Alcatraz to the mainland handcuffed. And that to prove that, you know, you're not over the hill. And then when he was 60, he said, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to tow a thousand pound boat and I'm going to be, my ankles are going to be shackled and my uh, and I'm going to do it handcuffed again. I said, you got to be nuts. <laughs> I was going to ask you how you felt about that. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then to, to get in, in shape for it, he said, go down to the ice house on La Brea, that was where we were living in Los Angeles, and buy uh, 50 pounds of ice. And bring it up here, and then I'll sit in the bathtub with his bathing suit, and then I have pictures of it pouring ice over him. Then he'd sit in there for an hour in the ice water. So you're telling me that he did that swim without a wetsuit? Yes, yeah. In the book, if you read, I have some of his his writings, you know, and mm-hmm. I found some notes of his and put in the in the book Pride and Discipline that you can get on on uh, Amazon. He was this, sitting at this restaurant, and he was ready. Okay, the first day I I got I was numb for about a half an hour after I was and then he gives his feelings uh, on these little pieces of paper that he wrote on at the restaurant. So I put him in the book. The, the last little piece of paper it says, "Today I feel a little bit better." Blah 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 blah. But he said, "I love cold water. I love cold water. I love cold water." Well, that just shows again how, you know, how positive he was. Yeah. He believed so strongly. That's why I think he could do all those things. Yeah, he did believe. And he had a lot of, give me some of his positive sayings that that he always used to tell people, because he had a bunch of them. I read the book and, you know, it's like anything in life is possible and you can make it happen. Yeah. What else could you see in there? <laughs> Exercise is King, nutrition is queen. Put them together and you've got a kingdom. Yeah, yeah. What I ate today, I'm wearing tomorrow. Sure. And in the book, I've got that. I said he's he was funny. I mean, almost all the people that were interviewed for the book, they'll always say how funny he was. We thought we got to have a, a section on humor. So there's a bunch of stuff in there about his, what his sayings, you know. Uh, we'd be in the airport. Someone, hi, Jack. He says, don't, don't greet me like that on an airplane. <laughs> hi, Jack. Great to see you. Now I'm seeing you, you know. <laughs> right, right. 
My favorite is the size of your slacks depends on the size of your snacks. <laughs> and then you already mentioned one earlier. The only uh, the only thing good about a donut is the hole in the middle. <laughs> but you've done a number of things. I mean, you've written, what, seven books now, including this last yeah, one? Yeah, I did. I, I In the 50s, I... Uh, not the 50, when I when I was 50, when I was 50, 1986, uh, I wrote a book with um, a co-author. It was uh, about fitness after 50. Then I wrote Dynastride, about walking. Mm-hmm. Then I wrote the fitness after 50 uh, workout. That's uh, from a head to the toe exercises. And then I wrote one on uh, eat right and you can't, well, it was supposed to be eat right and you can't ro- go wrong, but they changed it to uh, eating for a new you. I thought, I like eat right and you can't go wrong. And then uh, one for juicing, a, ju- a book on juicing. That's when I was in my 60s. The last six years I've been writing, I- I've done two uh, two books. Recent one is Pride and Discipline, The Legacy of Jack Lane. In his own words, the other one I wrote was Jamie Brinkus. It's called, If You Want to Live, Move, Putting the Boom Back into Boomers. Jamie became a boomer, so he he says he wanted to write a book about putting the boom back into boomers. One, two, hang on to your chair, three. You're listening to the Crow's Feet Podcast with today's guest, Elaine Mullane, widow of the godfather of fitness, Jack Mullane. Now together, everybody. Ho, inhale. Exhale. Inhale, let me hear it. Big, come on, let me hear it. More air, more air. Exhale. That's fine. All right. So I'm kind of gathering that you weren't the doting stay-at-home wife, that you were really a partner for Jack and that the two of you together. No, I wasn't. No, you're absolutely right. I'm I'm not. uh, You do your thing. I do my thing. Yeah, but you both did it together and it sort of synced up. We We had a great relationship and it just blossomed. And he, he'd think of the ideas and uh, I would uh, write them down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to ask a couple of questions for listeners out there. I got asked when I was telling somebody I was interviewing you, they asked if you had any of Jack's jumpsuits. Yes, I've got about four of them, I think, left. Yeah, there's one in the Smithsonian. You know, they t- they change things all the time. Maybe they'll probably maybe they'll find it again when it gets popular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which he's about to do yeah. again because I I understand you're doing a movie with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Uh his uh, company of uh, unrealistic ideas, they're doing a documentary and then he's uh then we we're, we're doing Wonder Wonder Films is doing a uh, a movie uh, on Jack. Mark is going to play Jack. Well, if he likes the script, yeah. So, I mean, I can't I can't speak for him, but he's involved. Let's put it this way. Tell us about <laughs> your um, daily fitness routine. You know, eight minutes a day gets you on your way, but 20 minutes a day gets me on my way. I, I told you I did my jackknives and right. leg overs, and then I do squats, and I go a lot of knees in the chest, and I do pull downs, and I do a lot with my arms, and a lot. I do a lot of stretching because you know when you get older like this, let's face it, it ain't easy. No, <laughs> but uh, the more I move my body, the easier it's. It's like an old rusty hinge, you know. The more you move it, the the better it gets. Right. You can oil up your joints by exercising and stretching. 
I'm finding out more things about my body. I said, oh my gosh, the back of my my legs. I, I have to I have to do more stretching for the back of my legs, you know, because I wasn't doing much stretching for the back of my legs. And they were getting they were getting kind of stiff. I'm finding that the older I get, the stiffer I'm getting, you know. That's why I just I do a lot of stretching. And I would suggest if you're aging and if you think you're getting old, will you get to be 97 like me? <laughs> <laughs> so what do you eat in a day? I eat a lot of fruit fruit in the morning and yogurt and uh granola and uh I don't eat as much. I don't eat I like a lot of vegetables. I do eat meat, but, and then I do eat in a, a meatless too. I mean, I mix it up. Do you allow yourself a little glass of wine? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Why not? Uh, Jack was French, you know, so he, uh, he, he did have a glass of wine and I, I've learned to enjoy a glass of wine at, with my meal. And then I just, oftentimes I'll sit there, I'll toast them. Okay, Jack up there. Uh, I'm toasting to you tonight. <laughs> That's lovely. Uh, you can think of them as being still there. You know, you don't have to have a pity party on yourself. See, people, when they get older, they want to, and I have, I go through pity parties myself. You know, things happen to you and you, you think, oh, and you wish you could have, you wish you could see again. You wish you could see better. And, you know, I've, I have macular degeneration, but you know, you just have to, you have to deal with it. And so if you learn to deal with it as you age and each person, as they age, there's, I, I like to think of them like 10 year passages, you know, each, each time you pass into another, you know, era of your life right. and accept it. And a lot of people, you know, of course, in my day, they didn't, they wouldn't tell their age or any, they wouldn't let anybody know their age. So what have you discovered about yourself as you've aged? I've discovered so many things. I've, I've discovered that I, I'll talk to myself and I'll say, oh, gosh, I didn't know that. I, I learned something new. I get so excited that when I find something new and I think it's, it's a whole new opening for you. Uh, I found that I uh, I really haven't changed too much in my philosophy of life because I've always pretty much had the same philosophy as even as a young girl. I was always happy with myself. I'm I'm very happy being me. A lot of people aren't. A lot of people have regrets. A lot of people aren't happy with how their life has turned out. So I would say you've done very well. So I give myself a pat on the back. What would you tell your younger self? about aging. Well, I don't want to be old when I'm old. And then I did tell myself that. I don't want to be old when I'm old. And and that's as, as simple as I could get it. By saying you didn't want to be old, it wasn't just about being 97. It was you didn't want to have a certain mentality. Right. I didn't want to have a, a mental view of being old. So people, oh, I'm so old. I'm 30 years old. I don't, I, that's the, not the attitude that I wanted. It's the attitude, not the, you know. Right. Well, you didn't want to be the stereotype. A lot of people say, you're 97, you sound so young. <laughs> I said, what am I supposed to sound like? <laughs> <laughs> and I do think I sound old because my, my voice is 
lower. It's there are physical changes, but the thing that's striking me at this point is how much energy and positivity you're putting out, which doesn't make you seem old. That's the key. If you are positive and if you believed, and if you have to believe that you're not not old, you have to believe that you're, uh, you have to think young. If you think young, you are young. As a man thinketh, you know, so is he. That's one of my favorites because I do believe that. Yeah, you're 97 years young and you're still moving around and doing stuff and participating and writing and contributing to the world around you. You know, I now I I have bone on bone leg. I've succumbed to a cane. And so I wasn't going to, those rollators, you know, I said, well, those are the, one of those greatest things that happened to me, those rollators, because when you walk with a cane, you seem to lean on one side. And I'm blind in one eye, so I kind of want to go to the left a lot. <laughs> this kind of sturdies you up and you can walk, you can walk faster. And so you could go out for a walk and they're wonderful. I'm so delighted that you've been here with me today and that we've had this conversation. And you are everything that, you know, the energy, the joy, the obvious, you know, joie de vivre that you that you have is just, it's contagious. I'm enthusiastic about about life. I'm enthusiastic about the other person. I I love to meet new people. I love meeting you. So it's uh it's it's been a pleasure talking to you today. And I hope that if somebody's out there listening to me uh and you're kind of down on yourself, I think you just bend over and pull up those boots. <laughs> <laughs> Pull up those bootstraps and, and and get with the program. <laughs> and maybe we'll just leave it there. <laughs> God bless you, honey. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you, Elaine. It's just been a joy. I remember sitting in front of the TV watching Jack and watching, you know, the German Shepherd and, you know, Jack in his jumpsuit and his ballet slippers. and His ballet slippers. There's a story about that. Because in those days they didn't have you never you didn't wear tennis shoes to exercise, and so all the the uh, acrobats they all wore ballet shoes. Jack wore the ballet shoes. It's in the book in my in my book. Yeah, that's what kind of triggered it. I I did read the book and was just you know fascinated with all the little details that you know that I didn't know and that lots of people didn't know. He wasn't just about fitness; he was about positivity. That's he was right, yeah, and he was about you know bringing joy to people and you know genuinely concerned for everybody's well being. That's right. It's so true. And uh, <laughs> if anybody wants to get a hold of me, I'm Jacqueline dot com, and uh, I hope they'll. Look into Amazon for my books and stuff. Well, I hope you've enjoyed yourself today. And uh, keep up the good work. A big smile on your face. Remember, old man, temptation comes around. You kick him out of the way, and you do the things you know you're supposed to do. And uh, my watch tells me, It's time to leave you. Let's say goodbye. These precious moments just seem to fly now here's my wish for you may 
May the good Lord bless and keep you too. See you tomorrow. God bless you. Goodbye, brother. Bye, boys and girls. Have fun. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Crow's Feet Life as We Age podcast. Today's episode was hosted by me, Nancy Franklin. Our executive producer is Nancy Peckenham, with help from our team, including Betsy Allen, Lee Bench, Jean Ann Feldison, Melinda Blau, Jan M. Flynn, Jane Trombley, and Warren Turner. Our sound editor and designer is Rich Halton. Our original theme music was written and performed by Rand Bishop. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Crow's Feet, Life as We Age. Don't miss any of our great stories. Subscribe to Crow's Feet wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to tell your friends and family to give a listen to and leave a rating or review. You can read more Crow's Feet stories online at medium.com forward slash crows hyphen feet. So until next time, remember to savor every moment. As Gertrude Stein said... We are always the same age inside. How about making friends with your crow's feet?